This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Nā mai, haere mai, kia ora, tanakwe, Free FM 89.0, Independent Community Media, and Merry Christmas to you this Sunday afternoon. Yes, it's my last appearance on this show for the year. I will be back on January 1 on Christmas Day. I'm going to be having lunch with my younger brother. But so as we move on and have to play this... We played last Christmas from Wham. Why am I playing it? Well, it is number one in the UK right at this present moment. Yes, last Christmas, an old Wham song has knocked Taylor Swift off the top of the UK charts. And as we play, play George Michael, he actually died at Christmas, didn't he? George Michael and Andrew Ridgely and Wham! and Last Christmas. Okay, talking about December 18, 2022, it is day 353. We've got 13 to go. 1916 this day, 106 years ago, the Battle of Verdun and victory for the French. A battle lasting nine months, three weeks and 60 days. Or around about then. French casualties, 143,000 dead. German, 163,000 dead and 216,000 wounded. And recorded in 1916, here's the late great Enrico Caruso. Oh, oh, oh. 
Free FM 89.0, independent community media, cosmopolitan news and views. I'm Bruce Scott. Mel Driscoll is back today and uh, the guests. And we'll meet a couple of guys shortly. That is Enrico Caruso, Old Solomio. Sounds familiar? Yes, it was the basis for Elvis Presley's It's Now or Never. Well, celebrating his birthday today is Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones, born this day in 1943 in Dartford, England. On a train platform, Richards met Mick Jagger. Jagger, and he was in classes at the London School of Economics. They had a mutual love of Chuck Berry and Muddy Walters. The Rolling Stones signed to Decca Records 1963. And uh, as from now on today, the rest is history. Of course, um, Keith Richards is 78 today.
FM 89.0, independent community media. Yes, I face every mother likes. <laughs> the sound of the Rolling Stones. Keith Richards is 78 today. If we have time, we will play you another song from that famous band. And of course, they're still on tour. Oh, of course, they lost their drummer, Charlie, during the year. playing Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Well, I did tell you that wham on last Christmas since it was number one. This is around number five on the UK charts right at this present moment. Yeah. As I said, wham knocked Taylor Swift off top of the charts. Talk about nostalgia. It is 10 minutes to 1 at 3FM 89.0. Good afternoon, Mel. Good afternoon. Coming so close to Christmas, we engender the feeling already of anticipation, and we'll be hearing about that shortly. It's a scene reminiscent of rural England. The hinterland, mostly farming cattle and dairying, has its own little village supporting a dairy and takeaway business. A fresh vegetable and fruit shop, cafe, bakery, an ample space with playground and skate park. At a mechanical workshop, we find Julian. He's enjoying using his practical skill in engineering after successfully developing his own software company. Originating from Howick, he meets and marries a lass from across the city in South Auckland, Sarah. They cherish the hopes their pre-teen daughter and teenage son will hold to their faith as Christians, wherever life may lead. For now, their focus is on the coming summer holidays and Christmas. As cars to and fro raglan swish, swish by this quiet country community, Motorists might be forgiven for failing to notice Tecofi. It passes in a flash, hears more than meets the eye. Only 15 kilometres from central Hamilton, Tecofi School's role is well over 300. Its original site in 1890 is near. It moves to where it now stands in 1900. Its ambiance appeals to pupils raised in the country life. Just over the road from the school, another rock-solid element keeping Tecofi alive, St. Mark's Community Church. It's a registered historic building with a congregation welcoming Sarah and Julian's family after they come from Christchurch to settle in Tecofi. And in no time at all, the locals adopt them into the rural village family. For their fifth year, the community church volunteers are displaying tableau depicting Christmas is coming to all nations. It's the TK Christmas Grotto, open to the public every evening from 6 o'clock to 9.30. 
till December the 23rd. And here's a bit of Dame Kerry de Kanawa. <laughs> And we wish a happy Christmas to our first guest, Mel. Sarah. Hello. Hi, happy Christmas, Sarah. Tell us more. voice. Tell us more, Sarah. Hello. We're feeling uh, we're missing you something because you're so distant you sound like you're in heaven. <laughs> I'm sorry, but we'll need to be able to hear your voice more than we do. Shall we try once more? I think Sarah will need to place a call to you and try and find um, a common ground. Your voice is so faint. I'm sorry for that. Yeah, yeah well, we'll have another go, but um, in the last few months, we have been remembering the music of the Founders Theatre that has played over the year. Well, May 19, um, 2004, and um, I was kind of there that particular night to see the Pipes and Drums, the military band, the Royal Scots Dragoon Guards, uh, supported by Celine Toner. There were 30 in the touring party of the Royal Scots Dragoon Guards. The regiment fought in Basra, Iraq. Uh, number one UK five weeks with Amazing Grace in 1972. And, of course, they had another concert uh, with uh, acclaimed New Zealand violinist Ben Morrison on them in tour. Pipes and drums, the military band, the Royal Scots Dragoon Guards. Yes, they are a regiment, and as I said, they fought in Basra in Iraq. A lot of these bandsmen, they do drive tanks. And it's rumoured they do take their bagpipes with them. Let's have another go, Mel, with our guest. Yes, Sarah is on our, on our line. And uh, we hope to hear more about what's happening in her community of Te Kofai, and especially this being Sunday. St. Mark's Community Church. Sarah. Hello. Yeah, I'm sorry, you, you, um, 
We are having problems with... Are you speaking on a cell phone, are you? Yes. Shall we try Julian's cell phone? Is he with you? I I have the number, so we'll phone you back. <laughs> we'll go back to the pipes and drums, the military band, the Royal Scots Dragoon Guards. <laughs>
Infectious. I wish it could be Christmas every day. The great Roy Wood and Wizard and the choir there. Actually, uh, they later did a, the um, Wizard band, they later did a um, copy, well, a cover of that particular song with the Wombles. Sorry, haven't got the Wombles for you today. <laughs> hey, it's party time at Christmas time, Mel. Musicians of many kinds emerge from winter, keen to shake off the blues of bleak, cold days on the pavements, to perform songs and instrumentals dear to their hearts. And the talent varies. We could walk about our city on any given day in summer, and we would find those who sound like they've got a long way to go with their musical mastery. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Others, though, show the kind of talent that sometimes leads somewhere better than before. We're joined by one who has known the pavements of Hamilton and in the colder days when it's miserable but looking to better weather, maybe it'll happen again for Tama Teperi. Welcome and kia ora. Kia ora, kia ora. Kia ora to you. How are you? Happy Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas. And when, when you find yourself in the city, is this a city you grew up in, Tama? Uh, I was brought up Waikato, Tairanga, quite a few places. So you're no stranger around these streets or the others? He's a bit yeah. of a wanderer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, such is life that you know we find our way and it ends up sometimes different from what we planned. <laughs> but that's, that's life. Tell us what you choose about... The background that brings you to the city as you are today. Um, well, for myself, um, my story is quite um, familiar, as in there's quite a few people that have been through what I have been through. Um, it's been hard. Yes, it's been hard for quite a few. Um, as for myself, um, it's been motivated to try and move forward positively. Tama, when did your trouble start? Um, Pretty much from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Family? Was it an abusive family? Did you come from a loving family or an abusive family? Um, abusive. Yep. yep. So those are the down times. And Christmas of all times, we want to dwell on the positive. Mm -hmm. When you look now to the things that are working out, the things that are getting you where you need to be, what sort of things go into helping that process? Uh, for me personally, it's music, definitely. Oh, music? Music of what kind? Uh, music of all kinds. Do you compose your own? Um, yes, I do. And I actually have one prepared. Oh. <laughs> Has it ever been broadcast before? Um, no, no, it hasn't. So you're debuting on Free FM, going out <laughs> to kind of a New Zealand audience. You're going worldwide on on the on the on the web. So, hey, this is Tama, mate. Maybe somebody's going to listen, and they're going to give you a, a contract to record or something. You like to record your music? Uh, Go for it. It's all yours. Okay, thank you. Um, excuse my voice. That's okay. okay. 
Could you 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 remind me of James Taylor? You've heard of James Taylor, the American singer songwriter. That that sounds a bit James Taylor. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Sorry about the voice. You put a lot of time into the words. Yes, mm. it's actually taken years to get that far. How did you go about composing it? The words, the lyrics. Um, well, just thought of my son. Um, what we've knew what he's missed out on. Um, I haven't been really there for him. You know, mm. as he was growing up, like yeah, past you know, my past is um, in my past, but it wasn't the greatest. Yeah. Like, you how old is your son? He's eighteen now. Yeah, they yeah, grow up. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And you're looking well, if we may say so, Tama. Oh, thank you. Oh, well, by the way, it's my birthday today. So. It is. Oh, oh, happy yeah. birthday! <laughs> Hey, uh, uh, Christmas <laughs> birthday! Um, you, you've got a you've got a support person with you with a bright coloured hat on. Who's your uh, who's your support person here? Um, he's, he's my friend, though. Mm. Well, can my name's Graham. Welcome to Free FM, Graham. Please. Welcome, Graham. You 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 there to support Tama? How long are you knowing each other? Um, me and Tama have known each other for a few weeks now. It's been a rough journey up here since I got up here like seven weeks ago. I'm from Wanganui Castlecliff, born and bred. Have you, are you, you're not living on the streets, you've got a house to live in at the moment? I'm staying with my bro. Yeah, good on you because I'm noticing issues with some people who are, li- are living on the streets in Hamilton. You've got shelter from, from the heat and the, and the cold, so you've got shelter, that's the main yeah. thing. That's thanks, thanks to you, Tama. Um, yes, um, like I was in the same position. I was had, a, had a nowhere to stay for about five, six days, but um, managed to find some emergency housing. And in the process, um, bumped into me mate over here, and he was doing it hard. What did it feel like to think, I don't know where I'm going to sleep tonight? Um... It's pretty, you know, it's a lot of anxiety, depression, you know, start doubting yourself and doubting your worth. Yeah. It has to be practical about it. It's got to be a place that gives you some peace and quiet. Um, you oh, know, yes. And security too, being open to uh, the unwelcome advances of others. 
he's uh, somewhere where there's a lot of lights and there where there's cameras and there. And that so sort of thing. You need to feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you notice about the people passing by? The expressions as we go about our business, having warm beds to think about <laughs> the night's rest. And that, that comes with the territory, I suppose. And there's a lot of people that are doing well for themselves and there are some that look down on those that are, you know. Which organisations are looking after you at the moment? Organisations, uh, uh, DSW, WINS, WINS, um, pretty much that's, oh, and um, DHB. You get uh, the help you need from official sources, but also just in the friendship that people strike up and... Yes, like meet over here yeah. too. <laughs> uh, on Christmas Day, guys, are you going to one of the prepared lunches? I know there's a lunch going on at the St Peter's Church down the other end of Victoria Street. So are you going to one of those lunches that's going to be carrying on on Christmas Day? Um, no, there's been no plans for Christmas, actually. Um, hopefully we can um, just do something at home, mm -hmm. you know, put something together. Yeah, no, it, it's it's an interesting story, and um, so you were seen in Centre Place busking. Were you there? Were you allowed there? Did uh, anyone tell you to go away? Or um, no, 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 no. Um, I wasn't actually busking. I was just um, doing what I enjoy and just playing for the love of. Thank good on you, and um, and people came up to you and gave, gave you. Did anybody give you a bit of money? Um, no, 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 no. No I, money. I, would, I wouldn't have accepted it. In, in yeah, any. no. But but you you brought you brought pleasure to other people. Um, yes, yes. Like um, they got a lot of compliments, and um, so um, I'm here today. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it, it, it is good to see you, Tama. And uh, we're going to play a bit of music, and then we're going to have our next guest come in. Uh, you I can stay, think, you uh, stay with stay with us, Tama. You. you haven't run out of music yet, though, have you, Tomo? Um, no, no, no but I can do some instrumentals, because yeah. my voice is a bit croaky. So. Okay, look, we'll give you a voice rest for a minute, and then we'll have an instrumental. We'll play another Rolling Stones song, because it's Keith Richards' birthday today. He is 78, the face that every mother loves, as I said, at 14 minutes past midday. This is Angie. This is from 1973, the voice of Sir Mick Jagger.
this week, sorry, this uh, day next Sunday will be Christmas Day. And we are thinking of people who are on the streets. And, of course, hopefully they will find somewhere to have a meal during the day. I know one of them will be going to St Peter's Church to have a Christmas lunch. And I hope other people take up the offer. And thank goodness for these people who volunteer to give lunch to our community, Mel. Tama Teperi raised some questions of, of what it is to find the world against us. As we perceive it, sometimes we're, we're down and out. And getting away from that position to some better place, <laughs> if only there was one simple answer to it. You've been searching for answers through your life, Eddie. Uh, searching for answers? Yeah, it could be. I think. <laughs> I think. Come up with <laughs> I think everyone in the world is searching for answers. I have a funny feeling. Uh, it's it's a, it's a simple simple thing we're overlooking. Myself, but um, but that's just me. Mm. So it's not unknown in your experience to see those who are obviously clouded with gloom, doom, and actually the things surrounding them are happy, but somehow it doesn't. Permeate. Well, I listened to a little bit of Tama's story, and I and he's mentioned it to me before. So, as a little bit of background, my name's Eddie Barnett. I, I, uh, I've, I'm a medical practitioner, or have been a medical practitioner for thirty years. So, I'm now sixty-six years old, and uh, I retired maybe eight or nine years ago and did counseling or life coaching in a sense, because counseling is a specialist thing. But life coaching is really good because. Uh, especially for people like Tama, because um, counseling traditionally focuses on your limitations, and 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 I have a funny feeling that uh, coach coaches focus more on people's strengths, and that's the kind of thing that needs to be built up in in uh, people that are have have had difficulties in their life, yeah. probably both. Eddie, you still got your medical license, so you no, still... no, I'm not medical. I'm not medically registered, so please don't call me uh, for solutions <laughs> to your problems at the moment. No, uh, the medical registration is quite expensive to keep up. So, I mean, yeah, so I, every reason to retire in the in the full sense of the word. <laughs> well, some some of your former colleagues during the COVID lockdown, they got into very serious trouble, and some of them had their medical licenses revoked because they were so anti-COVID nineteen. <laughs> Um, and we saw them online. They were with Counterspin and other organisations who who deserved to know better. So, did you um, before you gave up your licence? Were you handing out any uh, COVID information? Oh no, not at all. Actually, I, I I gave up my registration long before COVID hit. Um, but but uh, the 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 story is that everybody's entitled to their viewpoints. It's just that if you're in the police force, you have to kind of do the police things the way they do it. And if you're in the medical profession, you kind of have to follow, follow the guidelines of the medical profession. So uh, if you don't, of course, you'll come subject to to um, some sort of disciplinary action. As far as I know, some one person, uh, one doctor was actually disciplined and uh, deregistered for a period, but I think he's back in town now. In, not in this town, but in town. It's a serious thing when it arises in a man's career or a woman's. Yeah. Oh, certainly. But my, 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 my uh, occupation now is well-being, so I've set up a clinic in Hamilton, but um, 
but I, I think well-being is, is focusing on people's strengths. Yeah. Um, having people uh, become more aware of themselves. As an aside, I've worked for the homeless shelter in Hamilton too, so I have an I have a good understanding of the things that Tom has experienced. Yeah. I, I, I know that you're not working out of the new um, homeless shelter just on Hill Street here, are you? I I they are. Uh, they acquired those premises just before I left, yes? So I have been in there and, uh, and I have been working there. And as a former resident of that place, yeah, I, I lived there for over 20 years. How's it going now with some of the residents at uh, the former Hill Street Lodge? Oh, okay. Um, well, as far as I know, they're doing a, they're doing a grand job. But the, the job they have to do is, is challenging, challenging mm-hmm. in the extreme. Um, in terms of mental health and alcohol and drug problems, etc., but but it's it's a wraparound service. So we have all the problems with emergency housing in Rotorua, in motels where the wraparound services aren't all, all that great. But this this is really a, a a good facility because it has wraparound services. There's a mental health and addictions worker that was me. There was there's the social workers. There's housing transitional housing workers to find people housing. So the wraparound services for people that have not have trouble finding a home are really, really important. Yeah, yeah I, I, I know that having run into some of these people and um, had issues with some of them, that some of these streeties, they are so stubborn, they will not come off the street to live in a house. Uh, occasionally that happens. Of course, if uh, a lot of people are very skilled at living on the street, and, of course, they save... Um, uh, their benefit each week in terms of accommodation. Yeah, there's an incentive to staying on the street. If you're skilled at doing that, uh, Tama mentioned that if he, he, can, he has strategies to keep himself safe on the street, uh, being under the cameras and then with plenty of lights. And, and in my experience, a lot of people that do live on the street do have strategies and don't need uh, accommodation, though it's quite uncomfortable at times. Streetwise. Streetwise, yes. Streetwise is quite important, I think. Have you had the opportunity, Eddie, to travel to see how New Zealand's coping with that side of life compares with other nations? Oh, yes. I've traveled uh, the United States, Canada, Australia, all over the world, really. And uh, sure, I think the problem is 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 much much bigger, especially in in the United States. But you've got to look after these people. But on the other hand, a lot of these people, they have got, as well as serious mental health issues, they have been in, in and out of jail, and they bring that jail mentality to the streets. And people have seen people stand behind them and. They want money. They, uh, I, I just refuse to give them money. You shouldn't give them money. Uh, I'm not sure that money helps them in the long run. Um, funny aside, in the United States, people, people don't, the, the homeless don't bother to ask for money. They just have a sign saying, um, I just need something to buy beer. Yeah, they're pretty straightforward. They just, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, their sign says, please help me, I need beer. But, but, yeah, yeah. but we don't have that here, Sergeant. Yeah, you see, are you American? I'm Canadian. Oh, sorry, I, I, I get I mixed was, up with accents. I, I, I've got a funny accent now because I've been here like 55 years almost. Oh. So um, when I was back in Canada recently, um, they said to me, oh, are you a Kiwi? And, and so clearly I have got a mixture of accents now. And my wife is Welsh. 
Oh, what a, what a mixture. Yeah, so it's all mixed up. Yeah. Now, back, back to the streeties, it, it, it's sad because I went to have a meal last night after I finished here and there was a streetie on the street and I think he was high on, high on drugs and also I think he was smoking pot yeah. on the street because you could sm- you'd smell it around him. It, it is sad. But we don't, Mel and I have done interviews with a man called Stephen King. He's a drug educationalist and um, he, he was here last week with me. And may, maybe you need to get hold of Stephen and, and uh, try and coordinate that keep these people off, off the, these treaties, off the drugs, etc., etc. I know Stephen King well. Um, and uh, he has a really, really good facility for um, rehabilitation of alcohol and, and drug problems. However, that facility is limited by the funds he can access. And he's probably mentioned that on the show. Um, So, yeah, so it's a tough one. Mm. There are other facilities in Hamilton, of course. Do do we need, we've we've got the night shelters, one on Hill Street. Is the one on Ross Trevor Street still open or is that closed? Correct, that's open. And the one near um, the Ministry of Social Development, that's next door to that, that's still going? That's the one in uh, Anglesey Street, that's still going? So we've got three. Do do we need more? Do we need one in Frankton or uh, probably of- probably? I'm sure they're they're well utilized. Uh, the ones I know of now is the one on Hill Street, which is emergency housing. Yes. Now your that's emergency housing is meant to be for people that need assistance for up to a week or so. There's transitional housing. The one in Anglesey Street is now transitional housing, and there's another one in Cook Street that's very similar, and that's transitional housing as well. So there is one emergency housing with the organization I was working for. There is an emergency housing in Hill Street and two transitional. Transitional housing is where you may need assistance for 12 weeks to find a home. Of of course, uh, actually, uh, after I finished here last night, I did walk down Hill Street. It was dark. The lights were out. The street lights were out, and that's another problem that uh, affected part of the city last night. But you've got Christmas lights up at Hill Street now. Oh, wow. Uh, in the in the actual emergency housing? No, no, outside. Oh, outside. outside. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Christmas lights are good. I was reading a I was reading a little thing in the in the stuff um, about Christmas lighting in Hamilton. Apparently, it's a big thing. There's Christmas lights at the temple. Yes. There's Christmas lights. Uh, oh, there's a Christmas tree in the Garden Place, which is a magnificent sight. Yeah, I, I was there the other night uh, taking a few photographs from a cell phone, etc., etc. I actually knew the guy who instigated that particular, uh, our, our mate Joe, who was a Hamilton City Councillor at the time. Yeah. It was him that instigated this uh, fabulous Christmas tree every Christmas. And um, good on him, and it's in his memory that it's still going 10, it must be 10 years on. Oh, yeah. It's uh, gone up. And there's another, there's a residential street that has apparently adopted the uh, oh, festivities. Yes, I, I live in Hamilton East and off Cameron Road, and there are Christmas lights outside houses on Cameron Road and in uh, Ham East, so they're all over the place. Yeah, so all glory to Christmas. You'll have memories of such Christmases, oh. but in the Canadian winter. Oh, absolutely. Um, Christmas in Canada is, is quite an event. And, and when you have the snow glistening and the lights flickering... It's almost magical, yes, yes. Just like a Christmas card. It's just like a Christmas card. Uh, hold, hold that, um, that, that, that portrait as we move on with the program to sample someone's wisdom from an entirely different realm of the world. What a world it is. Yeah.
Absolutely. And thank you, Ep, thank you for looking after our friends out there. Yeah. And uh, it's a pleasure. And you'll get them on ongoing counselling, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, make sure they are on the right path. I, I think uh, the the fact that uh, Tama can play the guitar and music is is really important to him. Is important in his healing. Maybe we'll get you back before you've got your guitar here. But we, we, we're a, we're going to move on a bit and play some music. And uh, we, we we might have a final Christmas message before we disappear out of here at two o'clock this you, afternoon. You're welcome to come on Christmas Day. Well, this very program. <laughs> anyway, moving on. We've been remembering the Founders Theatre. And this is August 19, 1965. Sandy Shaw, The Pretty Things and Eden Kane were there. And New Zealand Support Acts, Tommy Adderley and The Chicks. Well, 2ZB's Cham the Man. Remember the DJ Neville, I think his name was Neville Chamberlain or something like that. Yeah, Cham the Man he was known. And of course, Sandy Shaw was also on that particular tour. Well, she was controversial because she went barefoot. She hated Puppet on a String. Uh, Eden Kane was brother to fellow 60s pop star, the late Peter Salstead. This is Sandy Shaw. And Miss Wertapur.
Monsieur Dupont from Sandy Shore at Free of Him, 89.0. Well, on uh, December 30, 19... I'm just trying to remember. 1931, yes. Scottish entertainer, singer-songwriter Andy Stewart was born. And as I won't be here next Sunday, we'll celebrate the birth of Andy Stewart at the end of this month. He died, of course, in 1932. <laughs> The bobby come down, the cloud on the sun, the crater got lost, all the wrecks of the fun, he fell in the midden, was like the drone at the muck and the Geordie's byre. The wacky on sight of the bar, and bits the wheel carries on, and the up if it hits, wash, you should have seen how she did, the spots at the muck and the Geordie's byre. Oh, sick and a sutter was already in five mile, oh, you could hear the din, even the varico had taken at the muck and the Geordie's byre. Oh, the whiskey get run, Tommy flee in the door. And I as they drank from there they got food The only and sober the calf and the coo At the muck in the Geordie's bear Tommy roars out ring the bell for mare Sign he tugged at the coo's tail and pulled out a hair She kicked it to get up there at the muck in the Geordie's bear Oh, sick and the sutter was abity and by my hello You could hear the din Even the vertigo had taken at the muck in the Geordie's bear such a smash was there to see Five miles away you could hear the melee Even the domesticated animals were consumed with glee At the cleansing of George's caution Oh, sick in the shutter by Zavity And by my yellow while you could hear the din Even the vertigo had taken At the mugging of Geordie's mind the late Andy Stewart, the Makano Geordie's by just a point here. Why are the streets in Hamilton dark? Hill Street was dark, no street lights. Hood Street last night, no street lights. Were there other street lights out over the city? What is going on? Twenty six away from two. Who do you ring? Do you ring the Hamilton City Council? Hey, it is dangerous on these streets when there are no street lights. It is unreal. That's my point. It's 26 to 2, Mel. There's 20, plenty of extra lights, I believe, out at Taco Five, the kind that sparkle, perhaps. And a man who has been solidly in support of Sarah, his wife, who we tried a poorer line to communicate earlier in the program, is here to rescue the day and tell us actually what we're missing out at Te Kofi, and in particular the St. Mark's Community Church contribution to Christmas. Julian. Yes. Oh, bear line. Well, what we've done... What we've done is created a little, uh, I guess you'd call it an old-school Christmas grotto walkthrough and basically stuffed in as many twinkly lights and scenes as we could. So the kids are happy, the old people are happy, and um, there's a few surprises along the way, um, hidden doors and trains and all sorts of little things going on in there. It's, it's, it, it sounds good. Have you got Father Christmas there? There is... Uh, there's, 
is a little bit of traditional Christmas from around the world. The, the focus this year, obviously we're Christian, there's the church next door which has some lights in it, but the theme this year walking through is Christmas in different countries. Mm-hmm. So we're taking a look at um, all sorts of things. England, the, the, we've got the US, we've got Paris, the Eiffel Tower. We've even got Santa's um, workshop in there. With some little elves moving around. But, so but, but the message is that Jesus was born on a certain day. It wasn't December 25th. They're still talking about it. What actually date was Jesus born on? It wasn't December 25. So the old... Uh, Scientists are still working that out, but is is Christ still relevant these days? Absolutely, absolutely. And as you look through all the Christmas stories, you'll find the traditional Christmas Christmas roots behind almost all of them. Mm-hmm. So um, there, there, there is a common thread going through. But really, as much as we are a Christian church with a Christian message, we're also just celebrating Christmas as people see it as well. So the, the main aim is to put a smile on people's faces but also introduce them to the Christian message of Christmas as well. You, you talk about these stories. Um, everybody remembers, um, of course, the Loretta Young story about uh, the young boy who went to heaven and um, he was taken early. Oscar Wilde wrote a couple of Christmas stories. They had me- kind of hidden messages in them. I'm talking about the yep. littlest angel, of course. And uh, the uh, the Happy Prince, written by Oscar Wilde, there was uh, a Christmas message kind of in that one too. Yeah, well, it's just it's just a lovely time of year as well, as well as, as um, you know the, the birth of Christ. It's also just a wonderful time of celebration in general as well. So we we do fully accept we have a secular audience out there, but we're coming at it from a Christian angle. So there's a little bit of of Christmas for everybody. Yeah. It, 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 it kind of grows on people too because I was talking to a Somalian taxi driver last night yeah. and he's, he's happy to spend time on Christmas Day working. So there are people out there who are going to be working on Christmas Day like taxi drivers. Well, I think more to the point is people, unfortunately, that don't have a choice but to work on, on the day. So, um, you know, anything we can do to put a smile on the dial absolutely helps this, yeah. With the TK Christmas Grotto, the hope is to attract people who are passing by Takofai to come in and enter into the spirit of it. There's been a lot of work going on in the background, of which you've been a small part, Julian. Yes, that's great. That's great. We've, we've had um, quite a few helpers this year, whereas the first year was a small team. This year has a few more people in the community that have contributed a lot of donations a lot of hard work, but there's a, there's a core team of about four or five people from the church that um, are really the brains behind the operation. So, yeah, they've just been working for months getting this ready for this year. We were working right up until the night before. It, it, it sounds good, and all these volunteers out in the place. Now, put me in the picture. Where exactly is Tukofi? Okay, so we're uh, probably, what, six, seven minutes above the base in Hamilton. Okay, yeah. So if, if you head to Horatu, um above Hamilton and turn left, about 6K down that road. So to Kofi School, the hall 
that this grotto is in is directly opposite the Tukofai School. It, it sounds in Mel's introduction that Tukofai School has a history. It's been around a long time. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that school's been around quite a while. And um, this year, like just the other day, we had every member of that school came through, which was really interesting. We had all the young ones right up to the older ones. So um, they were bringing the hop. It's become a bit of a tradition at the school as well now to go through. This this takes me back to my days at Kaipaki School, and we'd all gather at the local hall and have a Christmas party. Uh, the church the church also had a Christmas party for the for the students here at Sunday School. So yep. that that tradition keeps on keeping on. Well, I think the goal is to try to improve it every year, and we're, we're already starting to think about what what are we going to do to beat it next year because. We can't just keep it the same every year. We've got to got to make it better, more challenging, more interesting, different focuses. So I, w- I won't let on what we're thinking about for next year, but we are all very proud of what we've created this year. And we've already heard about it, some of the uh, inducements that come by, especially for the younger generation, Julian. For instance, a well, secret door. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's true, is it? There's a few tricks in there. There's a few tricks. <laughs> I've been instructed not to let on the secret, but there's a, there's a few interesting things in there that you will only see if you turn up. So the time to turn up is between 6 o'clock and 9.30 each evening. Up until the 23rd, and it gets busier every night until Christmas. So it's... It's already busy now, so I'd encourage people to get through before, before there's, you know, lines out the door. But um, I haven't seen one person go through yet that hasn't come out smiling, complimentary, just loving it. I think we live in a very busy time, and to um, take a second out of your day to just reflect on the joy, it's just something that we don't do enough that we need to. So it's a little, uh, just a little bit of happy we can put in the world. Well, that's a high recommendation, and thank you for it and all that you've organised as a community to make it an attraction, especially memorable to the younger generation, we suggest. And you still have a young family, a son and a daughter. Yes, I've got an 11-year-old and a 15-year-old, and um, but, uh, it's been wonderful seeing the really little kids go through. You know, their, their imagination is off the scale. Makes yeah. it all worthwhile. Hey, here's a, here's a question out of left field. Joseph, yeah. Jesus' father, what happened to him? To who, sorry? <laughs> uh, Joseph, because he kind of disappeared from the Jesus story as he grew up. What happened to Joseph? Look, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't say he became irrelevant. I would just say that the focus became more on Jesus. It, it, it did. No, we know that his mother Mary was at the crucifixion, but uh, Joseph seemed to have disappeared off the scene. And, or perhaps uh, he was like Julian himself, behind the scenes. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe he could have been off fishing, but you just, you just don't know. So we'll leave that one to the imagination. Uh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, I, I thought I'd better put, uh, ask somebody in the know. Anyway, hey, thank you, Julian, for your time and to your family. Merry Christmas. Not a problem. It's thank a pleasure. Bye bye. Yeah, thank you. Hey, I do ask I do ask questions out of left field, Mel, but that's been bugging me for years.
CFM 89.0, independent community media, the great Dame Kerry Takanawa, the Holy and the Ivy, our next guest, Mel. Dali Changizi, who goes by the name Changizi to his friends, and <laughs> we're that, because he is an, an illustration of being one of a family, former refugees who arrived in New Zealand, and it's been a few years now, and in that short time, you, Changesi, have found an appointment as a program development manager of Rock ROC. It's curious. What's it all about? Hi, I'm Changesi. Um, uh, uh, my name is Liaqat Ali, I'm from Pakistan. Uh, came to this people country on 2018, date 2018, but basically life we started here in. in Hamilton from January 2019 because we came to Hamilton on 23rd December 2018. So I'm from Pakistan and uh, spent five years as a refugee life in Indonesia. And from there, we are lucky family who sit for uh, I'm living in Hamilton with my family, two daughters, two sons, uh, wife. In your home country, Pakistan, you were a radio anchor, a TV producer and actor. And the- Back in Pakistan, I was a theater director. I started my career as a theater director. Later on, I become uh, a TV actor, not really famous, a little bit famous. But uh, onwards, I was continuing doing as a police director, making drama series and uh, uh, videos. What is happening now with respect to ROC? The initials ROC, they stand for? Refugee Orientation Centre Trust. Based in Frankton. Hamilton, yep. And you have not for the first time been preparing the young people for an opportunity in the coming month, in the new year. What exactly is offered that they can enjoy? Uh, basically, basically, uh, uh, youth was, especially boys, was always asking. I have experience with my two sons. They was complaining, complaining, but sometimes raising the concern that every facility is for girls. Why the boys? Boys don't know any, any, any activity for boys. So we last we, we applied for some funding to get take this uh, uh, camp, uh, summer camp. And the other is in 2019, uh, when my son, as a younger son, he went to school uh, after summer vacation. So their friends were asking where you have been. You have been, you went to some camping, some summer camping, somewhere. And my son said, no, we were was, was at home. So no, we didn't went anywhere. So he came to me. Said, oh, my friend was thinking, uh, there's a camp, uh, so what is the camp? Onward, to it, I mean, we start planning to, oh, okay, especially for the former refugee, I mean, students, youth, we have to make some planning to take them for the camp. I um, mean, last year started this program and taking these boys uh, uh, to the youth camp. But it was not very easy because of the camp concept uh, when we reach to the communities and we start 
asking we have a camp a summer camp in december so there was some youth to come to join our camp but we didn't get, get a good response from the community because uh, they said no we came from a refugee camp and again you are teaching I mean, our youth to the uh, to the i mean summer camps so the camp uh, basically the word is not very familiar to to uh, refugee community so there was taking very too much trust in the camp so um, oh i said oh, okay okay not to be give them the good name at the summer camp we changed the name and said oh it's just to be uh in the, to spend some night and do some activity outdoor activities youth outdoor activities so we put give them the name the youth outdoor activities so yeah we reached the committee and we just uh, um in to the parents and give them the all over the camp in the other part uh, about the camp little as, as a misconception about the camp inside the community and uh, thinking that maybe because i mean especially for the youth uh, who is from the muslim background but asking oh there's a halal food and uh, maybe the youth is come together all of them they're making some it sounds uh, it, uh, it, it, it it sounds pretty good for the young the young people to go to summer camps summer camps are pretty popular in america aren't they yeah but here it is, it is i mean camp especially for the former refugees kids when when you are asking kids because in their concept i mean someone is spend their whole life in the for example afghani refugees is something that they all the life kind of in and camp and seriously spending years year 10 years second it's so also was in their mind oh the camp is maybe just kind of a yeah uh, um, the putting in some kind of a jail so the word camp is not very familiar for the families it's also a good time for all these refugees to get together know their new brothers and sisters from all over the world yes 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 and i mean the second topic was that give them that opportunity to to know each other to have their share their uh, culture their moves so yeah that that was basically concept of the camp and so this year we are running again the camp for uh, boys uh, it will be starting from the January 16 to 19 the three nights and four days camp taking to the mount porangia forest camp You're here settled as a family including your children how's it worked out for them in the few years that they've been in this part of the world I mean I'm, I'm you're asking my family we are the lucky I mean uh, we are very lucky people who came to New Zealand uh, honestly when I'm looking back to when I was in the in, in Indonesia is that I was when I was in I was always uh, when we will be I mean uh black is is hell when we are living in the hell so we were thinking about how this about the heaven where but but the heaven is concept so always we think the heaven that the heaven maybe is a blue sky the and the food filter so it's a really amazing for me and for my family and for all the other refugees coming in this country it's a really heaven for them uh we are very happy in the opportunities and equalities and especially when you are being in the camp so you will you lost your 
So when you're coming to the country, you're settling in the new country, meaning you're getting your new identity. Well, all our, all our best to your community and Merry Christmas from here at Free FM 89.0. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Merry Christmas to all of you. Those Christmas greetings from Leakwat Ali Changesi, who's a former refugee who now holds a position as Program Development Manager of ROC, the Refugee Orientation Centre in Frankton. Thank you very much. Um, just at this point of time, our radio transmission is not going out. So I've just had it confirmed by um, to had it confirmed by Trevor. We may be still online, so just stay with us. Um, we haven't heard any person tell us otherwise, but we must apologise for our radio transmission not going out to you today. So we are online, so there is a fault somewhere. So we apologise profusely for this. Santa, if you would send him someone oh so good, someone who will take him home for everyone to see. Christmas time, a Christmas tree with a happy family. Pity him, he's got no pup. He's a lonely pup in a Christmas shop. Mr. Santa, if you would send him some. Yeah, we apologise again for no, um, no, not listening, able to listen to this uh, program on the radio. So we're hopefully still going out online. Good afternoon, Trevor. Happy Good Christmas. Afternoon. Oh, I'm, I'm glad everything's back online. They must have known I was coming on here. <laughs> How are you, mate? Oh, not too bad. The question I have to ask every one of the listeners is. What on earth has happened to the Christmas spirit when you look at what happened to Irvine Street Dairy, which I know quite well. I used to live not far from there many years ago. That poor guy in the shop losing his finger and thumb with a machete. I mean, really, what next? I mean, these people have no empathy whatsoever for people trying to make an honest living uh, under trying times. I think when they get hold of these people, they'll have to be really tough on them bring back labour prisons and that sort of thing like they had, used to have years ago that need to be sharpened up because I, I, when I look back at my day when I was younger and my teens I, when I was at high school that military training and corporal punishment I know it, was, it sounds scary today but it taught you to respect authority and to have a disciplined outlook on life with the military training and uh, I, I like to think I've carried that through in life because I've never done anything harmful to anyone and I think this is something they should really look at in the, in the future. A, a boot camp is not a bad idea, really, for a start, to bring the underage people into and shaping them up. And that'd be a deterrent for them not to carry on with, with these horrible robberies. I have to say this. This won't happen under the present ideology of our government. They, they, uh, they are too soft. Oh, they are. And this is what's happening. And these crooks know it and they're taking advantage of it. And these poor shopkeepers, they probably opened the door not knowing whether they lived to, to see the door close again when they finished work. Yeah. If these ram raids happened in America with these uh, teens, they would be they would be manacled in court. I've seen I've seen the footage on YouTube of youths man uh, they've got mangles, um, handcuffs, etc. They oh yeah, um, and orange jumpsuits. This yeah. is what should happen in New Zealand, but no, we are soft on crime oh, that's right. in the city. Um, as I said, also Hamilton. What's happened to the streetlights? It is 
diabolical last night going down Hill Street in the dark. Oh, really? Yeah, so your street light's working last night? Oh, well, I, I had the curtains shut. I wasn't too sure. Uh, but sometimes I, I know I have in the past noticed them go off at yep. night. Um, if you've got problems with your street lights around the city, ring the Hamill City Council and they will get on to the power company who <laughs> runs these lights. Well, another thing too, talking yep. about lights, traffic lights in the corner of Ross Trevor Street and Anglesey Street on that intersection. I waited a good five minutes for the lights to go green. My bed got across the road and it went red again. Oh, hey, get onto your, get onto your local city yeah. councillor and uh, ring him up. Ring him up. Hey, ring him up in the middle of the night. <laughs> I should get an 0800 number while we're at it as well. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Hey, Trevor, I won't be here next week, but you probably will be with uh, other members of the crew. I, I will on board. I will be back on January 1, New Year's Day. Oh, that's a wrong break. Yeah, no, no, I'm having lunch next week with, uh, with my little bro. So, oh, okay, yeah, oh, well. So we'll, we'll see you on January 1. Yeah, oh, well, uh, 2023. Hey, okay, our final look at the um, Founders Theatre, the Hollies and other particular groups of the 60s, they did perform at the uh, Founders Theatre in the uh, 80s. But one group came from America. They performed at the Founders Theatre and are still going today. They are the village people. They were at the founders in 1994. We'll leave you with the YMCA, and you're quite welcome to get up and dance with the village people. I'll see you January 1. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.